Zephan Blacksburg here with Kate Flanders, and Kate is the author of the award-winning personal finance blog, Blonde on a Budget, and the creator of the Mindful Budgeting Program. She started the blog to document her debt repayment journey and paid off $30,000 of debt in just two years. After some lifestyle inflation crept back in, Kate put herself on a year-long shopping ban, which she successfully completed on July 6th of 2015. At the same time she started her shopping ban, she decided to embrace minimalism and toss 70% of her belongings. Kate now puts most of her energy into sharing all she's learned in her journey to become a more conscious consumer and the joy she's found since living with less in hopes it will inspire others to stop making impulse purchases and start making more mindful decisions about how they handle their personal finances. And Kate, it's so great to have you here today because I love talking about money. That was like the first thing I was afraid of becoming an entrepreneur. So I think you're the perfect person to chat with today. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's so exciting. Anytime you can talk about money with someone. Uh, yeah, just just a great, great conversation to have. It's such a taboo topic. So I think it's great when you can find people to talk to about it. And people are so afraid of everything with it. They're afraid to buy things. They're afraid to spend money. They're afraid to save money. Like they just don't know what to do with it. So I'm curious to hear a little bit about, you know, like where did this $30,000 of debt come from and how did you manage to pay this off in just two years? Okay, so the $30,000, so I, w I realized I was maxed out with that amount of debt when I was 25, just about 26. Um, so you'd think, or like I get this a lot, that you would think that a lot of it was student loans, um, but actually only about $4,500 of it was student loans, and all the rest of it was consumer debt. So some of it was, um, you know, I financed a brand new car and it was like on the cheaper end of the scale. It was only $15,000. Um, but yeah, I financed a brand new car. I um, just used my credit cards for absolutely everything. Um, you know, bought all brand new furniture when I moved into an apartment, um, just stuff like that. Like, and I would go out to restaurants, like every time friends were like, you want to go out for dinner? Like I would say yes. Even if it was like seven days a week, I would say yes. Um, and yeah, and I just used my credit cards to pay for everything. So that's where it all came from. Um, how I paid it off, um, a huge, I, well, the biggest piece of that puzzle, I would say, is my blog, even though that sounds so weird because <laughs> your, your, your blog doesn't pay off your debt for you. And I also, people ask me this a lot, I've never monetized my blog. Um, and so it, I never, you know, had ads up or anything that was helping me make extra money. Um, but I created Blonde on a Budget as a way to just stay accountable to myself. So if you go back to the old posts, they are awful. It's super boring. <laughs> um, they're, they're literally just weekly spending sheets. So it's like Monday, $2.91 at Starbucks. Tuesday, $2.91 at Starbucks. Um, and so I just did it to stay accountable to myself and, and decided I needed to live on a really tight budget and just... Yeah, just kind of get my crap together. Um, so yeah, so I just over two years, you know, I I did things like I I think I got my hair cut once in a year. Um, I I never went shopping really. Um, restaurants were kind of cut. Like I'd give myself a small budget to go out with people. Um, yeah, just stuff like that. I just really realized that you know I couldn't afford the lifestyle that I'd been swiping for, and so it was just time to change it. Yeah, and that's a really good thing to take notice of because so many people are are doing this right now and they haven't really stopped to look at 
at the damage that it's caused so far, right? Like, it's so easy to just ignore it and let it keep running up. You know, it's like running a tab at a bar. You don't really think about how many drinks you've ordered, you know, until you go, whoa, the room just started spinning. Maybe it's time to close the tab, you yeah. know? And, and so I think that it's really great that you had the ability to kind of stop yourself and turn it around in such a quick amount of time, too. That, that's very impressive. Um, were you ever worried kind of going into this when you looked at it and said, I have to start being a little tighter on what I'm spending on? Um, were you worried that you were going to like miss out on any experiences or like, did you have any fears kind of going into this of like, you know, did, did it ever like ruin an experience where friends are like, Hey, we want to go do this thing. And you're like, Oh, I can't do that. You know, did that ever come up? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, everything was kind of all right. I actually realized pretty quickly that I had no problem just saying to friends, you know, instead of going out to dinner, why don't we do a barbecue at your house or something like that? Because once you kind of frame the conversation that way, it's really interesting how many people are totally okay with that because they probably don't want to spend all the money it takes to go out anyways. Um, so for the most part, it was okay. But yeah, there was, um, it was about maybe only four or five months into it when my friends, there was probably a group of like 10 to 12 of us. Everyone decided they were going to go on this um, surfing trip to Nicaragua. Wow. And it's so cheap to go there. And so the whole thing was going to cost maybe 1200 bucks. Um, and so everyone was like, you have to come, you have to come. And I just was <laughs> like, I, I can't. And the thing is, I actually, they didn't know about my debt. I just like kind of used homework as an excuse and and like life and I was too busy and stuff like that so I didn't actually tell them why I couldn't go but yeah there were a few experiences like that that one will always stick out because I because it was only twelve hundred dollars I'm like oh my gosh that would have been such a great trip yeah that's a pretty Uh, cheap vacation yeah yeah but uh no I was I was so focused like I just all I could think of was how awful it felt to be maxed out Mm-hmm. And that I just wanted to never feel that way again. Yeah. What, when you started to to save up and, you know, look at the different things that you were spending on, uh, was there something that surprised you that might surprise other people that's kind of like a money pit where just they keep spending on things? Like, I know that um, I have a lot of things that automatically deduct, like, every month. Like, you know, there's gym membership. There's uh, my office is a co-working space, so I pay a monthly recurring fee. Like, did you find anything that really surprised you where you were like, holy crap, like, I'm spending all this money every single month on the same thing, and I'm not even using it? Um, I mean, so takeout coffee was a big one for me. It was one of those things like it was just a daily habit. And my drinks, like the drink I used to order was less than $3. So I never really thought a lot of it. Um, Once I added it up, I mean, in in the grand scheme of things of my overall budget, like it was like $80 or something like that's not that's not going to make or break the budget. But that's a lot of money that's just going to something I could make at home. Yeah. Um, What else was there? I had a really bad like it's kind of funny I don't have any or I've never identified as a shopaholic but I <laughs> definitely had um like a book buying addiction and I think and I it, like Amazon's not evil for doing this but things like Amazon made it too easy because books were cheap and every time you spent $25 you get free shipping 
Um, and so, yeah, so I would buy like any book that I thought I even wanted to read, um, probably every two to three weeks, but I, again, never did the math because I was just putting them on credit and I used to ignore my credit card statements, like none other. Um, and, and then when I really did the math and I was like, wow, like I'm probably spending 60 to $90 a month on books and I'm not even reading them all. Like I don't have time to read seven books a month. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was a big one that I just never paid attention to. I'm actually kind of in the same boat because, you know, I've got Amazon Prime, so I get two-day shipping. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, they now open up this new thing with Prime where I can get things sent to my house within an hour if I pay $5.99 shipping because they just opened, like, this new warehouse nearby. So a lot of zip codes, a lot of areas around the country are getting this where it's like if you need something right away, they can send it to you within an hour, and it's crazy. So I can see how it's very easy to kind of get caught in that trap. And I, too buy way more books than I need um I I intend to read them all and I will eventually but go mm-hmm. like you said going and buying five or seven books a month I'm a slow reader I read maybe two books a month you know totally. yeah so I I definitely see where that comes from and then on top of that having a lot of stuff because I know that we're going to get to that in a couple minutes here so I definitely want to come back to what do we do with having a lot of stuff and I know you have some experience with that but before we get there um how did you teach yourself or or did you were there any resources out there that you went to look for uh when it came to okay like I've got to sit down and look at my credit score and look at my statements and figure out where stuff's going or was it more of you know I just made this excel sheet and started tracking everything and it it just you know I, I made the changes how did that all play out for you there were, um, yeah, there are a few different things. So one, because I'm Canadian, it may not, although no, her spreadsheets are all interactive and totally could work for anyone. So there's a personal finance expert in Canada. Her name's Gail Vaz Oxlade. Okay. And like, she's, she would be like your Dave Ramsey for Canada, like in the sense, like she's had tons of TV shows, radio, um, tons of books. And I'm very grateful now she's a mentor and a friend, which is amazing. But Um, I found like her website and I read a couple of her books. She has this one book that's definitely relevant to anyone, no matter where you are. It's called Debt Free Forever. Um, And it really taught me about how, just how to, how to budget, how to budget, how to actually look at how much you're spending, saving, where you're allocating, how much should be going towards each thing each month. Um, So her book was great. And then, yeah, she has a ton of free um, interactive worksheets on her site um, so there's a budgeting one. It was it was pretty awesome because you could just punch in things like, you know, my rent is this and car insurance is this, et cetera, et cetera. And she has ideas of, you know, like 35% should go to housing and 15% should go to debt and et cetera. And as you're punching them in, it would fill in that second portion that would then say like, oh, you're putting only 33% towards housing. So you're like, awesome. Um, so it was a, that was a great little worksheet. And then otherwise, though, I tracked everything by hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I did create sh- spreadsheets, like I did create a monthly budget spreadsheet, but tracking my spending, I did by hand every single day. <laughs> wow. And so does that mean like you've got to carry a notebook with you or how did you, what was like your method when you first started that? I had um, one, it was actually, oh man, like the minimalism in me now, it makes me feel sick. So. <laughs> I had this old notebook that in the back had maybe 10 to 15 blank pages left. Like all the rest of it had been filled in. 
And but the back had these few pages left. So I just decided to use those. And so I would just write down every day what I was spending. But it was like a scribbled up mess. Like it, <laughs> it didn't look good. It was all over the map. Um, somehow I made sense of it. So for the first probably three months, I used that. Um, and then, yeah, I had a small notebook that I didn't always carry it with me everywhere. Um, I, I make all my purchases on debit or credit. So, um, you know, even if it's just every Sunday, like I'll go back and, and check, like log into my accounts and check everything. But then I do write it down by hand. Just It's just different when you look at it by hand and write yeah. it down by hand. Like there's something about putting pen to paper that's so different than just looking at random numbers on a screen. So, yeah, I think your brain processes it differently because you're using different parts of your brain when you actually speak than when you're moving your hands. So you're remembering things better when you actually write it out. And, you know, I've never been the biggest fan of writing. Just I've just never enjoyed it. And actually, the real reason is my mom was an occupational therapist. And growing up, she used to force me to be her guinea pig to learn how to, like, correctly hold the pen or pencil. So I never actually did because I taught myself this rebellious way of holding a pencil. But... <laughs> So I, I've never enjoyed writing for like the dumbest reason ever. But um, there's there's also a lot of tools out there now. Like I have this great app, at least for my business stuff, where it's awesome. You can like take a picture of your receipts and it like inputs all your business expenses. And so I know there's a lot of really good resources out there now where, um, you know, if you don't if you choose not to use a notebook, you can keep track of it. Um, online and you know a lot of tools there but yeah I mean there's little moleskin notebooks like they're easy mm -hmm. to fit in your pocket highly recommend those um, I use that just for like business ideas and when I'm like working yeah. with clients so that's a great option too yeah now, yeah now you talk about minimalism a lot and this is something that I've always been interested in but being a videographer obviously like I have all these cameras and lenses and all sorts of stuff so like it has been very hard for me uh, living wise right now to to be minimalist, at least just with my business and all my gear that I have. Uh, but when I travel, I'm always one of those guys now who at least wants to just take like one backpack and just stuff everything I need into it. Um, where did that come up for you? Like, what was it that made you realize I have all this stuff and I'm not using it? Um, it's kind of funny. I feel like it was... Uh, a bunch of different events that all led up to kind of one day. But um, looking back, I will say I moved five times in 2013. And when you move that many times and you see how many, how much you s stuff you have, but how much you're literally just like taking from one closet, putting in a box, moving it, and then taking out of the box and putting it back in a closet, you start to realize like you're just storing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, and there were a lot of boxes. <laughs> so um, I feel like I'd been thinking about it for a couple of years, like that I had too much stuff, but it's still just, you have all those thoughts of like, well, I probably need it one day, or there's some reason I'm holding on to it, or so-and-so bought me this, or um, just, just little like attachments that you've made to all these objects, so you keep them. And then last summer, so it was um, early July 2014, I, it was actually really in Vancouver. It's not usually very hot in the summer. Like, it's pretty, pretty warm. Like, it'll be in the 80s, but it was probably pushing, like, almost into 100 degrees. Wow. Um, and it was smoking hot. And I remember, like, because it's never really hot, we don't really have air conditioning on the West Coast. Like, it's not really a thing. Um, you can buy portable ones, but like you'll never you'll never really find a home that has it built in. Like it's wow. just not that common. So 
Um, yeah, so it was so hot and I was like miserable in my place. And I remember walking around and getting so annoyed looking for a couple of the smallest things. So one was a can opener. And it sounds so silly, but it's like I'm one person living alone in a one bedroom apartment. How can I not find a can opener? And again, like I'm not a hoarder. I'm actually I've always been incredibly neat and organized. Like when I was a kid, my mom never had to ask me to clean my room. Like I I used to like organize my books like in color order and like I've always been really organized. So you wouldn't think there would be that much stuff or that much mess, but I couldn't find this can opener for the life of me. And so then as I'm like going through drawers and stuff, I'm like, I am starting to identify like, you know what, I've never used this. I've never used that. Why do I still own this? And, and it's annoying that I can't find this one thing be- because I'm looking behind all this other stuff that I never even use. Um, so yeah. Oh, and I started looking at things like clothes. Like I'd lost a bunch of weight, but I had all these clothes still from when I was about 30 pounds heavier. And I'm looking at all that being like, why am I holding on to that? Like, I just... Ah, like you don't want to keep on that stuff. Yeah, like and I'm never going to wear it again. And it's filling your drawers and it just, yeah, like looking at it makes you feel bad or um, books too. Like I, like I said, I bought too many books. Um, and looking at books where, um, yeah, like I wanted to read them once upon a time. But now every time I look at them on my bookshelf, I actually feel guilty. Like I feel guilty that I spent money. I've never touched them. Um, and I don't even know if I ever will. And so... Yeah, there was just this day looking for the can opener where I was walking around and getting more and more mad at stuff that I couldn't find that I actually needed. And I just started emptying my closets and going through all of it. And I wish there was a better story. It was more just like I just realized I could not deal with this and I actually didn't need any of this stuff and it was time to get rid of it. So when you started doing all this, you know, you were you were blogging about the finances and, and watching your budget. You started to become more minimalist and I'm assuming your friends probably had to start noticing at some point or another what what was happening. Did it ever rub off on anybody that you knew or was it kind of like a secret most of the time? Mm, uh, The minimalism stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone knew. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I wrote about it pretty extensively and everyone knew. Um, I, I think people get a very or everyone has a very different idea of what the word minimalist means. It's not necessarily about only owning like a hundred things or walking into someone's place and they have like nothing or they like only have a bed on the floor and like no nightstands. Like I still have furniture. I still have stuff. um, I still have, you know, 40 books or something. Like I still own things. I just don't. Yeah, I don't own all this, all like the what ifs. Like I don't own the like, what if I want that one day? What if I need it in six months? What if this person gets married and I want to like wear this outfit? Or I don't have any of that stuff. I just have what I need every single day. um, And what, you know, helps my life be a little easier. So, you know, coffee things. And like, like you said, like with your video stuff, like, all of that because it adds value to your life like it you could still get rid of other things but keep all of that in your mind you could still call yourself a minimalist because it adds value to your life if it was just sitting there unused and made you feel bad then you should probably get rid of the things that you don't use and make you feel bad for not using um but but everything else you can you can keep you can have as much as you want like all the minimalists that i've like connected with over years like everyone is so different like there's this one guy, Colin, he owns like 40 things and lives out of a backpack. But then other people have, you know, seven kids and live in a house and have lots of stuff. It's just only the stuff that they need. 
Um, so yeah, it definitely rubbed off on people though. I think that was one of the coolest things. Like I started getting a lot of tweets that would be like, I'm channeling my inner blonde on a budget and cleaning up my closet <laughs> or, um, yeah, just stuff like that. I had people sending me pictures of like how many bags of stuff they were getting rid of. One of my girlfriends like filled her hallway and it probably had like nine bags and four or five boxes of stuff that she was getting rid of. Um, so yeah, it definitely, it definitely rubbed off. I don't think it was a bad, bad thing at all. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound like it. I mean, it's, it's something I've always, you know, inspired to, to get towards. I mean, I feel relatively minimalist, but definitely know that I could do better. Like, you know, I'm looking at a bookshelf over here and I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I got some books to give away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so along with, you know, this whole going minimalist and, and watching your budget, you started on a year long shopping ban which is supposed to end at the time of this recording, it's supposed to end in four days, but you told me something unique about this. So I'd love for you to share with us what this shopping ban is, um, how that's impacted you, and then the little surprise that you dropped on me before we jumped on the call. So the shopping ban, yeah, I decided to start it at the exact same time I did this huge declutter. Um, Basically because as I was doing the decluttering, it became very eye-opening how much stuff I actually had and that I wasn't living without anything. So as you're going through everything, and people don't have to do this, but I actually took inventory of everything I kept. And it was more, um, I don't still maintain that inventory or anything like that. Like, I don't know how many things I own. Um, But it was um, more because, like, I think we often forget how much stuff we actually own. And it can be even little things. Like, you might forget that you have two rolls of tape, but then when you need to wrap a gift, you might be like, oh, I should go buy some tape. But, like, no, you actually have some in a drawer or wherever. Um, So just even little things you forget that you have. Um, And so I took inventory, and I just realized, like, I have so much stuff still, but all of this is enough that I could easily live off of for a year um, and not need more. And so I created a very small list. It was five items of – it was, like, my approved shopping ban list. Um, of things that I was allowed to buy in the next year. And it was because of that declutter, I was able to identify those few things. Um, But yeah, I just decided that was it. Other than like toiletries and like whatever I needed that I ran out of, everything else was cut. So like no clothes, no shoes, no books, which was huge for me. Um, I also did no takeout coffee, which was probably the toughest for me because I (laughs) I had such a daily habit of getting it, right? Um, so no takeout coffee. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. Um, oh man, what have I learned from it? Um, in the, yeah, it's, there's so many like lessons around it. I'm working on this like epic post about it right now where I'm trying to wrap it all up. Um, I would say that I've learned that you just, yeah, you just don't need stuff. Like, I I watch friends all the time who go and, you know, buy new outfits, new jewelry, new accessories, new cosmetics, new whatever, and all the stuff. And I'm like, you know, if you're finding joy in it and it actually provides some value, you can you can buy whatever you want. I would never tell people to, like, not spend money. But if you don't actually need it, like, it's just been really fascinating to see how much I need to live and be happy. And I feel like I'm like the happiest and best version of myself that I've ever been um, because I don't, like I just don't value stuff anymore. I don't value buying books. I don't value owning books. What I valued was reading. So like that was one big lesson. Um, I don't value takeout coffee. Like I do like occasionally going for coffee with a friend. And so nine months into the shopping ban, I was like, 
it's so annoying of how restrictive I was being. Um, so then I started, like, I think in the last few months, I went for maybe like five or six coffees with friends and just decided, like, I can't, that's not sustainable to like never do that because I actually really enjoy that. But the daily coffee, I don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, but just, I don't know. I don't know. It's just like I don't value stuff. And so I just feel good. Like, once all of that is gone, you have so much more time to focus on the things that you actually do enjoy and that do bring you value. Um, and I also think that in the last few months of it, it was too easy. Mm. So that's why I've decided I'm going to do it for two years, which was the little surprise. <laughs> that That's awesome. Is there, are you changing the rules up at all? Are you going to, you know, add anything to it that you found, you know, you really do kind of need other, you know, obviously we need food, toiletries, things like that. But, um, you know, are you going to have like, a day where it's like, hey, I outgrew these t-shirts. I need a couple more because there's holes in the rest of them. Like, how's that going to work? Yeah. So the, I would say the only thing I'll really need to buy at this point in this year is clothes because when I got rid of everything, I'm literally down to 40, maybe even like 38 items of clothing. Um, and that's all pants, uh, you know, shirts, tank tops, sweaters, whatever. Like I have 38 things. It all fits in one suitcase. So nice. It's been great um, because I realized like I'm someone who usually only wears about four to five of the same outfits anyways. Um, so it was easy to do that. But yes, your shirts do start to get a little old. <laughs> so I think what I'm going to do, like I haven't fully mapped out the details, but I think um, I'll be allowed to replace things. So if I decide like there's a couple of t-shirts for sure that should be replaced, um, but they have to be then gotten rid of so I can't just be like adding things like if it has to be like the one in one out rule um so yeah so if I replace things that will be okay um other rule I think yeah the takeout coffee thing will continue like I'll be allowed to go for a couple with friends but it can't be you know a daily habit ever again the books has to continue the books was fascinating because um I I think I counted that I had 50, 55 books I'd never read and I kept wow. them. And throughout the year, I actually got rid of more and more and more of them because I was not, not even because I was reading them. I just kept looking at them throughout the year being like, you know, I, I'm never going to read it and it's kind of too bad that I spent the money. But me holding on to it, every time I look at it, I feel like guilty and that's not a good feeling. So um, I donated all books to my library, like my local library. Um, so someone will someone will read them. <laughs> and um, so, did you like spring for a Kindle or something like that? So you can still read? Oh, that's actually fine. So I have one. Okay. I have and, but it's actually like kind of broken. Um, so around it was black Friday. So like only, yeah, four or five months into the shopping ban black Friday. Um, the e-reader that I want or that I have like the new version or whatever, um, was like $50 off, which is unheard of. Like it never happens. Because they're only, what, 120 anyways? Yeah. So super cheap. So mine's broken right now. Like, it works, but you have to insert a tiny pin into the reset button to make it work. <laughs> like, the power on and off button doesn't work anymore. <laughs> so it still works, though. So I convinced myself when I saw that sale that um, buying it would remove this, like, daily annoyance in my life and that I was allowed to spend this, like, $70 etc etc um and so i actually convinced myself enough to the point that i bought it and then 
like five seconds later, I realized the justifications that I had been telling myself that that made it okay to spend that money, and immediately canceled the order. And what was interesting about that is that like I then I don't think I then touched my e-reader for like a month after that. Wow. So it's, I wouldn't have actually needed it. It would not have solved a daily annoyance. Like I think we tell ourselves things like that all the time. Oh, actually, like a month ago, I was on that road trip with Sarah Peterson. And when I got home from it, my I had one pair of Toms that I was wearing this this the, for the past like many months. And I don't even know what happened to them, but they like the sole of them, this wicked tear happened. And to the point like I could not wear them anymore. Um, and immediately my mind is like, oh, I need to replace them. But then I was like, you know what? It's summer. I don't actually need them. I have sandals, et cetera. Like I'm fine. And it's been like six weeks and I haven't even thought about it. Nice. Um, so I think, yeah. Yeah. So the rules, no, I think any, like replacing things will be okay. Um, the one thing that I want to do to really change it is, and this is more a test for myself, but also because I think it'll be interesting to readers is I want to keep track of everything I actually do buy. So things like, um, even if it sounds weird, like toilet paper, toothpaste, um, just, just stuff like that. Maybe not food because everyone eats different amounts of food and stuff, but the things that I actually do buy, because I think, again, people think we need a lot more. You know, you go to Costco and you buy a thing of like 10 toothpaste, but that's like a two-year supply or more of toothpaste. Um, so how much do you actually need to buy in a year? So, yeah, because I realized at the end of the shopping ban, that was the one thing I wish I had done. I wish I had tracked everything I bought. So I was like, mm, maybe I'll just do it for a second year and then I'll actually do that. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people out there who do, you know, like income reports where they track their income to be transparent. But I think it would be really neat to see from you uh, kind of the contrast of, you know, here's my income, but here's also how much I'm spending. And because at the end of the year, you can kind of go back or even at the end of each month and be like, here's how much money extra is left over you mm -hmm. know that's going into whether it's bank account retirement whatever and and really show to people you know here's what i bought here's the one thing that i had to buy because you know maybe there was something wrong with the car and i had to pay for a repair or something but like it, it's really great that you're being reasonable in your justification you know it's not just like well i can't buy anything and at the same time though it's not like well i can make an excuse here and i can make an excuse there it sounds like it's very uh kind of evened out for you and, and and i think that's awesome yeah everything's been very calculated like um there were things like actually throughout the band there were two times where i did have to buy things um so one was although it was interesting at the beginning of the shopping ban i had or like months leading up to it i was like you know when the iphone 6 comes out i'm gonna get it yeah. And so, of course, that came out two months into the shopping ban. So I'm like, well, I'm not getting it. And I still had, like, I was still holding on to an old iPhone 4S, and it turned off like it was so busted. It turned itself off, like, every day. And so I'd be, like, out driving or wherever and, like, then need to call a friend when I got to pick them up at their house or something like that. And, and then I'd look at my phone and be like, oh, you're just, you just turned yourself off. Okay. <laughs> um, and so I... Uh, at, in April, I think it was, my phone just turned itself off and never turned itself back on. So it's like, I need a phone. But then it was really interesting because I, so I went and bought it. Um, and the delayed gratification was so interesting because then I actually didn't really care about which phone I got. And I, I knew in all of that time, like, because I hadn't been allowed to upgrade, you just start to realize like all your phone is, is it's a tool that's meant to help you like communicate with family and friends. You know, like that's what it's there for. 
Um, and it still did its job. So I don't need to constantly be like upgrading to the newest and the latest and, and stuff like that because it's doing its job. Yeah. Uh, un- until it wasn't. But <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so no, everything's been pretty calculated. And yeah, there are things that you do just need. Like that, that happens. Um, but to, yeah, it's still a challenge when you're like, oh, like this shirt's pretty old, but I'm not really allowed to buy anything right now. Oh, I guess I'll just keep wearing it. Um, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's tough, but yeah. I think a second year will be really interesting. I tell you what, I've become like a pro at collecting free t-shirts. I have, <laughs> I probably have too many t-shirts and I have to give some away. But if anyone's trying to be minimalist, honestly, volunteer for our youth group. I volunteer for a youth group <laughs> and they give away new t-shirts at like every convention they do. And they do like three or four of them a year. And then, you know, my local chapter will get new t-shirts every year. And so if you want like five or six new free t-shirts every single year, <laughs> just definitely just, just go volunteer with a youth group. That's my best advice for that one. <laughs> Like, I I actually have, like, two out of my four dresser drawers are, like, dedicated to t-shirts because I just have way too many, so. I believe that. That's very common for guys. I don't know what it is. (laughs) I I don't know. And guys seem to own, like, 50 plus. And and I never wear, like, half of them, so I'm sure I'll have to take your advice here and do some cleaning out here soon. But yeah, it's this has been really cool to hear from you. And, you know, I'm excited to see how the second year goes and, you know, see if any new challenges arise and uh, what you learn, you know, from a second year around, because I'm sure it's going to be different from the first time. And, um, you know, you do you have any cool resources that people should definitely be checking out on your website or anything like that? Mm, yeah, I mean, like if they're interested in following everything, um, I'm going to change the landing page in the next few days. So my just blonde on a budget dot ca or dot com um slash shopping ban with a hyphen in between um right now just list the rules and stuff like that but i'm going to change the page so it kind of lists um you know all the little monthly updates that i've done and stuff like that so that um it would be one otherwise it's actually a good question i should probably look at there are a couple books that i read throughout it um about like why people buy mostly by mostly why women shop which I didn't identify with all of it, um, but it was still pretty interesting. I should add them to the to the that page though. Yeah, definitely. Cool deal. And then what's what's the easiest way to find you on Facebook? Is it facebook.com slash blonde on a budget? Uh blonde on a budget blog. Okay. Um blonde on a budget's just my personal page. <laughs> cool. Um and but I'm on Twitter more than anything else. Awesome. Yeah. And so your Twitter at, handle? At blonde on a budget. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. So a lot of great ways to keep track of what's going on to kind of follow this new year that you're moving into and uh, lots of exciting things going on. So, you know, thanks so much for spending some time today and sharing, you know, your tips and advice for how uh, others can live minimalist and and kind of take on uh, the whole budgeting mentality. And uh, hopefully we'll, we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Thanks so much for having me.